Hey, welcome to Grandma's Basement. I'm Mr. Tyrone. That's Mr. Mast. And joining us today is Mr. Jason Zimmerly, the head coach of the Norway girls soccer team. Uh, but before we get going, we'll give a shout out to Jordan Mast and the Fairless Falcons as they beat CBCA tonight, two to one. Oh, yeah. Big win, Jordan. Big let's, win. Talk about, win. let's talk to Jordan a little bit about how you feel. Yeah. So before we get into Jason, yeah. So, I mean, you talked to us a little bit. What was the strategy going into the game? Who are you talking to? Me? You. The, you, the coach that won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so, so we had been we've been struggling possessing the ball. We we've been getting our stats back from huddle, and we're at forty six percent. So I said, "Why am I fighting the forty six percent?" And I talked to Jason earlier, or we were talking earlier today about we might as well just embrace it. So we embrace it, and I mean, any time that we get the ball, we just try to hit a through ball to our. We have some pretty fast girls on the outside, and we just try to hit the ball to them. And then obviously we have Gracie up top too. And it really worked out. And then we, we used our holding line and some different uh, variations of our defenses, and it, it kind of threw them off for a little bit. But our back line played really well tonight. I was pretty impressed with uh, Susie Snavely. She, she's been she's been amazing. So it's pretty exciting. It's the biggest win in sports or sports in <laughs> fearless, fearless history. It feels like a sports history right now for me. But, um, yeah, it was good. Hopefully we can build on this. Uh, we have Manchester next, which is going to be super tough. Um, but I'm pretty happy right now. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. Enjoy it. Yep. Hey, first <laughs> congrats. Build off it. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll get to Jason. So Jason, how's your season been going? Going really well. It's going really well. The girls are playing uh playing hard. They're, they're coming together. They're they're clicking. Um it's probably one of the easiest teams I've ever coached ever coached, just because you know, just their IQ and their and their ability and how they get along with each other and you know, it's just—it's been a fun season. It's flown by, so it's going well. So, talk as a little bit. You know, how much easier is it to coach? Not—I don't know what the word is. Coach them when they do have that great team chemistry, and you're not always fighting little battles in between the team. Oh, it's—it's it's so much easier because you can actually work on the soccer and things that you want to work on. So, like, if you know. Um, you know, our philosophy is like, if there's like a hundred ways to do something, as long as we're on the same page, um, we can do a lot, we can do a lot of good. Um, and you know, that's, that's just it. They, they talk, they communicate on the field. Um, they're on one wavelength and, and you, it's just, it's just so much easier. Practices are so much nicer. If you just can, you can just go out and, and work on what you got to work on. And, you know, you don't have, you don't have the egos get in the way of, you know, what you want to do. You know, they, they think team first and that's just, that's a huge thing. That's to be super nice. Cause uh, I know in the back of my mind, anytime that you have a, a person who's not getting playing time or if you have a parent complain or, you know, a, a, uh, even a player complain, it's always in the back of your mind when you're coaching, Hey, am I giving that person enough time? But if, if everybody's on the same page and everybody's working mm-hmm. towards that same goal, it's really exciting. Then you don't have to work. You can literally, like you said, just focus. How can we get better as a team? And you don't have to worry about all the other crap that kind of goes with it. That's be nice. Yeah. It's, it is so nice. And because obviously 
it hasn't, it's not always like that. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you are definitely in a good situation there. For um, I mean, I'm looking at your record right now. You guys are ten and one. Um, but like, yeah. even when when we were with like, uh, I know that when I coached with you a couple of years ago, we were trying to like, I'm I'm personally trying to get my team to get to that that same level where you guys are practicing so hard. Like, you guys practiced so hard when we were there, and I'm trying to get my team to get to that point, and it's it's so difficult to get, to build up to that point where they're they're practicing as hard as they possibly can and getting better every day. I mean, I couldn't imagine if it's getting better from when we were there to to now. I mean. No wonder you guys are making these huge strides. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know I've, I've been very fortunate to have, you know, just to have kids like that. And that it starts with it starts with how their parents, you know, look at things, and it starts with the youth program and how they push each other there. And you know, they, they and every year they're, they're kind of uh, when we got a program going. Like every year, the seniors are teaching the younger kids and how how they are to to act how they are to approach games, approach practice. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that built over time, but you know, that's a lot of credit to the kids that came through and, and just passed it on. So speaking of that <clears throat> with the younger kids, I know you, you like to play a lot of players and create that depth. So like without having your preseason as like normal, like, how did you incorporate those freshmen and sophomores that maybe were more JV last year to get in that varsity? Yeah, it was tough because, like, you look at beginning of the season, usually you have roughly 15 to 20 games already under your belt by the time season starts. And, you know, we had zero. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, just just getting in games to where you get where we're up and we we're able to – you get other kids in and, and kind of incorporate that or, um, you know, we have an injury here or there that we have to have to play more minutes, certain girls, some more minutes. And it just, uh, it's, it's tough. It's that you guys know, you guys are going through that. So. Yeah. I find it really tough from, I mean, I have all essentially most of my team is freshman and sophomore and you're going ones versus ones or, you know, trying to go as good as possible you can, but you're only going against yourself the whole entire time during that COVID period. We didn't right. have that summer league. We didn't have any, you know, showcases or anything. And those first couple of games, we're just kind of feeling out, finding what mm -hmm. your team really is. Yeah. I mean, we, we switched formations probably like three or four times <laughs> just to, just to try to see what fit best. And like, you know, we ended up, ended up now we, we took uh, one of our best wings and moved her into the center. Uh, just give us more activity in the center and, and um, moved one of our center mids out wide, just give us more more control on the wing. And it's, you know, it it worked. It, that's that's one thing, like, you don't know it works until you actually, until I actually see it. Like, on paper it looks great, but until you actually see it work together, you don't know if it's going to work or not. So, yeah. So, Jordan, you have any question? <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> Jordan, well, Jordan's still on a high, man. Jordan's still on a high. <laughs> so, so, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. Well, I'm all over the place. I, no, that's like, all right. Look, you just talk. As, as, you're, also, as you're coming down the stretch, I, don't, you, I mean, you still have a big game against Chippewa, and at the end of the year you have Ma Madison, which is, you know, they're currently the two best teams in their division in the state of Ohio. You know, like how do you get them ready for that game? I mean, without overlooking the games you already have coming up. 
Well, that's that's a good point. Like right now in league, we have we have a loss against Chippewa. It's two to one, two to one loss. And um, but in league, you have to win. We have to win every game. So it's, it's kind of like a tournament. So we have to look at tomorrow's game against Wendell. It's, it's a tournament game, and um, we just got to prepare one game at a time. But looking at those, looking at those, so we got Revere on Thursday, and we have Chippewa Tuesday. And then Smithville, and then Mansfield Madison. And getting ready for those games, those are those are preparation. Each each game is a preparation for the next. And Mansfield Madison is going to be preparation for the tournament. And see see where we're at. You know, like they're number one team in the state right now. And it's a big. I think they still are. They were last last week. I don't know if they dropped or not. But that's it's going to be a good test. It's going to push our girls to play at a different level, at a higher level, and. Um, and we have the players that they can't, you know, they, they can, they can push to that next level and, and it'll, it'll be good. So I don't know. It's good. Look at that one. It's more like a stretching game. <clears throat> How is it? Uh, like, I mean, I know you schedule like as hard as you possibly can. Like you have the WCAL and those are mostly D3 teams, but now you, you have like, like you said, Revere, you have Madison coming up. You also had Manchester earlier in the year. I mean, and Copley, I mean, is there a reason? I mean, obviously, your philosophy on scheduling. Can you just kind of go through that? Yeah. So, so the scheduling, um, we have we have twelve league games. We have four out of the league games, and uh, you know, the scheduling is anything out of league. You try to play, you try to make the out of league schedule to where it's making you better. You know, you play you play a team that you can just kill, and that's not going to make you any better. Um, yeah, actually, actually, the opportunity to even have Revere Copley and Mansfield Madison is, you know, it's it's an awesome opportunity. Like we wouldn't have had that a few years ago, and um, to have that opportunity now, that just is. I look at it as if we want to play at that speed, we have to be exposed to it. So, in order to get to that point, we have to play those teams. You know, you're gonna to have to take your lumps. I don't expect us to take lumps. Um, I always expect to win every time I go on the field, sure. but, yeah. but like you, you have to play those and that, those are just, you know, preparation. I know the girls, they want to go deep in the tournament. The tournament is fun uh, when, when you're playing and, and, um, and if you, the, the deeper you go, the more fun it is. So they want to get there and to get there, we have to have those teams. So I look at, I look at the league, the league, you have to play those. There's some teams that just kill, um, not saying anything bad against about the teams, but you know, the, we need to we need to balance our schedule out, and the big games help do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, we're going through the same. We're obviously not the same level, but we have the same issue kind of going on with with uh, like for the pack, we have to play teams twice, and so sometimes that means that we might have to play. Uh, lower end teams twice and that's four games or you know six games depending on how how many um lesser teams there may be and so it, it makes sense to have to schedule well because you know that those 14 games or however many or 12 games you said those are locked in no matter what so i can i can see why why scheduling up or you know just trying to test yourself is a huge deal especially when your program's where, where your program is right now for sure yeah yeah and how, how many games do you have out of season Six because uh, Orville doesn't have a team. Oh, okay. I heard they might begin one soon. 
Let's hope. We, well, we always need somebody coming in, and we're adding Keaton South as well. So hopefully that should be another team to come in there and it'd be kind of fun then. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I just sneezed. My bad. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, Tyrone. You know, talking about, like, those deep tournament runs, like, well, when I was with you, we made that one run, and people always ask, like, what is it like? And I'm always like, there's nothing better than playing a game in November. No. No, there isn't. Like, <laughs> fall came earlier this year, right? Yeah, I'll be down the sideline. I'll be, like, t- talking to girls. I'll be complaining about the cold. I'm like, it's tournament. It's playoff. It's playoff uh, weather. It's playoff weather. They're like, no. Like, yeah, no, this is – yeah. Like this smell in the air, like this freezing. <laughs> nah, this is this is what you play for. <laughs> yeah, like I still like when we went up to Rocky River and played Cuyahoga Heights when oh. a thirty mile per hour wind. <laughs> <laughs> One way, we were cuddling to keep warm. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, maybe not that. Good. It was it was pretty cold. <laughs> no, but that was that was cold. I don't think I've ever been so cold in my life. Yeah. And I tried to be tough guy with my short sleeve shirt to start, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, uh, yeah, that was, that was bad. And then you remember uh, we played Chippewa at Orville. Remember that game? In the, in the rain? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. That, that was cold. That was cold. But, yeah. 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 There's, nothing, was... there's nothing quite like it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. all the questions I had, Ty. Right. It's up to you. You want to go to the cookie jar? Sure. Okay. I kind of forget <laughs> what we asked you last time. I know I asked you about where I should eat a cheeseburger because that's still when I had the hair and the mustache and all the craziness going on during COVID. But so where's your favorite place to eat locally oh, man. in Wayne? We'll call, say Wayne, Medina County. Wayne, Medina County. Favorite place to eat? That's, that's a good question. Um, Wayne, I don't know, man. I, I love my burgers. So I would say, if I was going to get a, a what did I say last time? City Square cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm going to go out, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. My wife always go to a steakhouse and I get a cheeseburger. She's like, who does that? I'm like, man, if I pay $25 for a steak and they don't make it right, I'm about to pay for $10 for a burger. <laughs> can't mess up a burger. I, they can't mess that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I was going to ask you what your wrestling name would be if you were a professional wrestler, but everybody always gets mad when I ask them that because nobody ever knows. They get mad? Not mad. They never know. If you're a professional wrestler, I mean, what would your nickname be? I mean, I never really thought about it. So it's, it's a good question. Let's see, the SmackDown King. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Poppy Chulo. <laughs> uh, All right. What, what Premier League team are you following this year? Oh, to be honest, I haven't. I've, I haven't followed any professional sports. Oh, nice. Okay. I've been and like, then I don't know. I've just been too busy. It's it's but, tough to find time. That's for sure. I mean, soccer season is just consuming. 
It is, it's, man. Anytime I get a chance to watch it, I, I love it because I like, I like breaking down the game and seeing how they're playing. Some I'm a nerd like that. Oh, what were they we'll doing? The same. Um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, are you reading any books? Am I reading any books? Yeah. Yeah, actually a couple books. I'm reading uh, – um, have you ever, have you ever uh, read the Book of Enoch? Is that one of the like lost books of the Bible? Is that what you're yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I haven't read the, there's the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh man, it's it's so good. Like you start reading it. I, I read the Watchers and I read Enoch one and Enoch two, and um, and you're sitting there reading it. And you're like, so if this was actually written before Noah's time, like it's it's like predicting like today predicting like um. It predicted Noah, it predicted uh, Egypt and Pharaoh and, like, the 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 um, Exodus, like, all of this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, it's actually – and then it, like, predicted Christ. It, like, I, I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm blown away. Like, I, I, I read that thing. And, um, so, Book of Enoch. Also reading the uh, – um, Oh, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Like, if you ever get a chance, it's just like one of those, uh, like like you're a coach. So, like, you know, everything goes back down to habits. Um, just the first touch goes down to habit. Like, uh, making runs goes down to habits. Oh, you, you practice those habits throughout the, throughout the year to get better. Because you always look at the coach Krzyzewski better than the other coaches. Well, they work on those like little things that everybody else seems to, you know, they're looking at the big picture. Well, these other coaches are looking at like these small things, like what can we do better here? You know, um, body shape on the first touch or any, any of those little things. I was like, well, there has to be something to make my life better. Cause I'm not the best at like life. So <laughs> I was <on>. like, <laughs> like, so, so I was like, all right, so, so what is it? So I, I read this, started reading this guy's book. So he has six different habits or six, six things that you focus on. And you focus on every day, um, but it breaks it down for you. So you're like, oh, it is, it's common sense, but it's, it's written in a way where it's, you know, you're putting that common sense into practice every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't quite gotten through the second chapter yet, but it's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What about you guys? What's, what book you guys reading? Um, <laughs> I, I actually listened to a, a lot of books on tape um, with my job. Um, there was yeah. uh, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin had a, a book out um, about the end of times, like uh, not end times, but like uh, the times in which the world ended. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to Hardcore History podcasts, but he writes a lot of history uh, or does a lot of history books and podcasts and stuff like that. And that's the last one that I that I have. But it's an audio book, so it doesn't really count. But that would be the one. Yeah. The audio books count. I'm currently. Well, then if it counts, then that's the one. I'm currently in the middle of the fix. What's when, that? It's it's about uh, soccer and organized crime over in like Europe and Asia, and like how referees and players were fixing games. Oh, that's interesting. Dude, I, I bet that's a big deal. It's a little. It's a little older, and like, I mean, like, I the guy, the author, like, he even changed his name because of to protect himself like so like it, it's just a made-up name for the author it's like not his real name 
Dude, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like halfway through it. And like some of the stories are like just ridiculous. Like, like you just wouldn't even believe. Like they'd even think of things that they did. Like sending prostitutes up to referees hotel rooms and then the next day saying hey we know what you did last night so uh, you Ooh. better help us win blackmail that's <laughs> that's man that's corrupt yeah, <laughs> that's <is> corrupt <laughs> hey if you guys ever want like this book inverting the pyramid i own that book do you have this book yeah i haven't read it dude it's it's like thick man yeah it's small writing <laughs> <laughs> but have you read like, it I read some of it. So it's like the history of like soccer and the formations and like starting yeah. way back in like the fifties and sixties and how it's just, how it's just uh, evolved. Did you know Italy was the first, per, first team to uh, use a sweeper? Interesting. And the reason was they couldn't, you know, they couldn't handle anybody else's skill. Like they weren't as skilled as other teams. So in the world cup, they started this sweeper and they just swept everything up and, winning games and people were hated them. But I, th- I thought that was interesting. Anyways. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. I should look it up. It's, but, I, guess, I mean, yeah. Ty, you said you have it. I have it, but I haven't read it yet. I'm trying to get through the fix before I go to my next book. Yeah. See, that's one of the things I don't do is finish. I have I don't I can't remember Jump the title of it. I talked to Jordan about it one time. I have a book on the art of taking a penalty kick, and it like literally breaks down the percentage if at the angle you attack the ball on a penalty kick on with the percentage that you will actually make it. You kidding me? No, like it's it's like so <laughs> like you if you attack the ball at the forty five degree, it's like a thirty five percent chance of making it because it's easier for like the goalie to read it what you're gonna do it was like it was like crazy stats on how like to attack a ball on the penalty I don't spot. have time for that <laughs> you know what Tyrone Tyrone was like the penalty king penalty uh kick king when he came to like coaching him yeah. I just sit back and say hey Ty take it <laughs> like you'd always have some different a theory hips don't lie on a penalty kick. <laughs> That was one of your favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hips don't we won't lie. go through the other lines. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, hey, do you have another story you'd like to share about one of your grandmas? One of my grandmas? Yeah. Man, did I share one last time? Yeah, yeah everybody has. Everybody has. I don't remember what you shared, but... Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to say the same same story. Uh, let's see. One of my grandmas. Well, I didn't know my I didn't know my grandma on my dad's side too much. She was always sick when I was growing up. And uh, let's see. On my mom's side, man, she was an awesome cook. Um, I'd go out there and stay like a week. She just, man, I just loved eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't? Yeah, seriously. I think she made these cookies. Oh, man. They were awesome. But she was like the, the sweetest lady ever. All right. But I don't, All right, I don't well, really have any on. I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> appreciate hey, you coming on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me.
and good luck the rest of the year. Thanks, you guys too. All right. Peace out.